0: Hello and welcome to the December 9th edition of the TetraCast. Obviously, I'm not Zach Reese. He's over in Anaheim at PlayStation Experience. So I'll be your host this week, Josh Torres. And joining me this week is James Galizio. Hello. And Chao Minwoo. What's up, everybody? So a lot of things happened this week. Uh we'll get right onto them and whatnot. But you know, before we talk about you know game awards and PlayStation experience and whatnot, uh, we'll talk about some of the games that we've been playing because you know, like even though it's like just barely into December, there's already been a fairly good number of like new things that came out. Um, so starting with you, James, uh, because it's you know uh, today's December ninth, and that means this morning, the the beta for uh, Monster Hunter World just came out. Exclusive to PlayStation Plus members, uh, it's been out for at the time of this recording a few hours, like maybe f- like five or six hours. Six uh, hours,
1: about. yeah.
0: So finally, uh, the th-
1: well, seven hours actually. Yeah. That's right. Finally, the uh, thing that I was actually brought on for. <laughs>
0: well, you know, but, but hey, it's it's a big one. It takes a lot of prep. yeah. It takes a lot of, oh, yeah. it yeah. a lot of research, <laughs> especially because yeah. th- it, it, it like you see how big Monster Hunter is in Japan. It's been big for a very long time there. And, yeah. you know, Capcom has had this challenge of like, how do we get, you know, overseas people to kind of get into this idea, make Japan uh, or make the world as crazy for it as Japan has. And uh, they're really pushing for it. This was first revealed at the the PlayStation conference back at E3. Uh, it's coming to big PS4, surprise. Xbox One and PC. Uh, with the PC at a later date, and then the PS4 and Xbox One version at January 26th, I believe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of my first hands-on in it. I The last time I played Monster Hunter was Freedom Unite on the PSP. But I want to, before I ta- get my take on it, I want to see how it is from, like, you know, you're a Monster Hunter world expert, or Monster Hunter expert. What do you think? Um,
1: I definitely feel like it's kind of appropriate that your last Monster Hunter game was Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, because even though there's obviously aspects of it from the last few games, like Monster Hunter 4, you obviously have the weapon types that have been brought to the series since Freedom Unite, and you have some of the gameplay aspects like mounting monsters and whatnot. But for as many ways as Monster Hunter World definitely feels like Monster Hunter 5, it also seems like it's kind of bringing it back to the aesthetic and kind of the game feel that monster Hunter freedom unite had where it was more gritty more realistic uh, maybe not gritty but you get what i mean yeah like, like a, if you've because... been with the series for a long time now and you tr- did that transition from playstation to when there were the nintendo games while it was still Monster Hunter, there was a noticeable difference in the aesthetic. It was a bit more colorful. You mm-hmm. had monsters that were a bit more out there. Not to say that the monsters that we're fighting now are any um, more subdued, but they feel a bit more natural. Whereas they, fe- I feel like some of the monsters introduced, like Zanogar, and um, well, that was technically a PSP game, but after the shift to Nintendo, try mm-hmm. a lot of those monsters definitely, in contrast, feel a little bit more fantasy. I,
0: yeah, I guess. Yeah, they kind of reined it in like a little bit, with it, especially what we mentioned. Like the color palette is very—it's not—it's not like muted or or washed out, but it, it's more reined in. It's—it's it's not like bursting, like bubbly visuals. Like it's not like... just about... Sorry, it's yeah. not
1: just about the art style that really has kind of cemented that feeling with me, though. It's mm-hmm. also the fact that one of the, uh, for better or worse, one of the things that kind of reminds me of uh, Freedom Unite. I guess, in second generation, first generation games is how busy the maps were. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of, like, I remember pretty much any of the forest or swamp maps in um, Freedom Unite just had a bunch of foliage. Sometimes it got in the way, but it it felt like the area was a bit more fleshed out, I guess, at least in regards to how it looked like. Um, there's definitely a lot of that in Monster World. There's... A lot of the verticality that came to the series from Monster Four Ultimate, but there's again a lot of that foliage and a lot of that fluff to each area that was kind of in the older games.
0: Yeah, and, and to and to clarify, this uh you know this beta isn't the full game. It's like a set of uh three stages with beginner, intermediate, and expert, uh and like you can like fight up to like three different kind of like targets, but there's more like hidden monsters or uh, more unique monsters in there that are sometimes harder than the you know, your base target and it's just like two stages, I believe, like the the initial forest area that they showed in the, the desert uh wasteland yes. area. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Um in that way it's a very typical Monster Hunter demo. And mm-hmm. in fact, I think that might not have been the best decision for Capcoms to have gone with. Because one of the the two things that Monster Hunter demos are known for is you fight three different monsters and the time limit is reduced. So you choose your your hunter there's very few there's very little customization one thing that i will give them credit for with the monster hunter world demos that you can mix and match mix and match armor sets and you do have more than one like heavy bow gun for example there's not that it's not that much better than previous demos in regards to showing oh you can mix and match and you can kind of customize your character but it's better than nothing which that was legitimately mm-hmm. what the previous monster hunter demos were like um but yeah, like you said, there's three different stages you can choose from. One, which is the Great Jagras, which is super, super easy. If you're totally new to the series, you're going to beat it pretty much no matter what. <laughs> um, the, the second one, which is the Baroth, which is actually an old monster from Monster Hunter Try, with a few new moves, not too much, but... in i think it's more used as a showcase of the spire waste since the third one the anjanoth is in the same area as the great jagras so those the great jagras and the Anginath or the two new monsters Beroth is an old monster but in a new area
0: and the the really funny thing that happened to me and my friends because uh how we did it uh, this morning was the two of us were basically new to the series one hasn't Touch Monster Hunter series at all, me coming for the PSP, and then there were two, you know, Monster Hunter vets with us kind of guiding us through, like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, you know, we have no idea how the fuck to play, but, you know, it was all cool and whatnot, so we started exploring together. Um, it's kind of weird how they do, do it in the demo where you have to open up a room first and then you join on friends via, like, uh, the the room ID. And then I assume in the full game, you know, you'll be able it's, to.
1: Yeah, you'll be able to invite from like you'll be able to do all the party stuff that the you're, PSN you expect. IDs, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, we get together. Uh, I'm trying out, you know, the bow, uh, just a basic hunter bow and whatnot, and that was really cool. Uh, but we, we we venture out on the on the beginner area, and right away, like uh, my my friend of mine was testing, you know, how fast like you know you cook the meat in the series because you know the to to cook meat. To restore your stamina, you have to actually put it like on a little skewer, and then like uh, you roll it around, and you have to time it of like okay, you want it well done to get the most out of it. Uh, so he's kind of testing like the timing, timing sprint. Like it to apparently to him, you know, it's very, very fast now. Like you know of it get, getting cooked, and then right <laughs> as we're all we're all testing this, just we're basically outside of the base camp, just testing this. The, the freaking Anjanath just comes to us and just ambushes us right right there. So. Uh, like right away our fir- my first fight in-, in that demo was with like the-, the currently one of the hardest you know monsters I- I- available in that demo build we-, we beat it it took a while but I was like that, that- that's wild you know that can just happen just randomly yeah.
1: I will say one good thing about the demo then at least for new players is that they're very lenient because mm-hmm. usually in monster games the whole party can die three times
0: mm-hmm.
1: so if one person dies twice and another person dies once, game over.
0: Nice.
1: In the demo, you have nine continues for the entire party. So it's much more lenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that happened with me, I did, I did play with a group as well. I actually have a few um, in-real-life friends that wanted to get into the series. Um, one of them I actually played a little bit of... Ultimate with, like, he borrowed my old 3DS and he played a bit of it, he had fun then and he's been waiting for a console Monster Hunter to actually get back into the series because he's very much a Sony guy Mm -hmm. and the other one actually played a bit of 4 Ultimate as well, so thankfully most of us actually had a decent idea of what to do Um, I mean, the one friend that played Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate with me once, he just vaguely knew what to do, but still better than nothing and um, so we got a full four-person party, and it's pretty nice. We played for, like, three hours, like, as soon as the beta went live, I want to say. hmm yeah. There was a lot of connection issues at first. Yeah, person. it was, it was like, the first, like, like, like 20, 25 minutes, yeah. yeah.
0: It was uh, I mean, just, you know, typical, right? I mean, th- for them to actually rein it in and get back at, like, it actually working huh. at this moment... Like uh, with a free beta to anyone who basically has PS Plus, it's like it's kind of impressive. I, I was very impressed, you know, with the with the netcode especially. I was expecting a lot more de-sync issues, and I got very little to none. Like I couldn't really notice yeah, after it
1: after the last after the first hour. It was much much better. I yeah, guess. so, so um, it's uh,
0: it's good that like they have it. You know, uh, that seems stable anyway, for the most part.
1: My Angenath story was a bit interesting because um, Rathalos actually ambushed us.
0: <laughs> oh wow! So We were
1: fighting the Angenath and. We kind of stepped back as soon as we saw the Rathalos came in. It's like, wait, stop. Let them fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh, this was great. Because the Anginaf kind of was up in the Rathalos' nest, and Rathalos was not having it. Grabbed the Anginaf with its talons, flew up, and dropped it all the way down. It did like 1,500 damage. <laughs>
0: It yeah, it's weird. cool now. You can actually see like, the damage numbers too. M- m- uh, similar to how they did in Assassin's Creed Origins this year, like you can actually see like yeah. the damage numbers. Yeah. You can now see it in uh, Monster Hunter. But for, I think i for was Pyrus... planning
1: on turning the damage numbers off. Mm-hmm. But with the monster interactions, just seeing how much damage they do, I feel like I'm gonna keep it on. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I also like that they for the the voice options. They have, you know have the English, Japanese, and whatnot. Then they have the Monster Hunter language option, which you know th- does like the whole gibberish speak as well. That was
2: kind of cute
0: yeah how about you chow have you uh played monster hunter recently do you plan to get the new one
2: i i'm really not a big monster hunter guy that's why i'm not mm-hmm. really participating yeah in this but, but, ha, but ha, when was the last time you picked it up um probably on the psp yeah freedom I, unite as well no i'm talking about like the original original Mon- one Freedom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I wasn't really big into it when it came out because when I was playing, it's like, why not? I just play a MMO instead. It's like I prefer MMO, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Makes sense. It's it's I can see
0: that's definitely you know not for everyone, but I think I think World does a, a a neat enough thing where like it it feels like it's inviting in a weird way, right? Like uh, I feel like I'm not really being pressured as much. It's kind of a a, a slow learning process, but I can definitely see the depth in there. And I, I, think this is, I think this beta has done a lot of good so far. Um, yeah. It, man, I feel but, like
1: the beta is doing more um, good than harm, but mm-hmm. I do feel like they could have done some things a bit better with it.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, this is only a one-time thing, and it's going to be, like, it started today. When does it end? On Monday or tomorrow? It
1: ends on the 12th at 9 a.m. Okay. So that on Tuesday. Tuesday, all right. Yeah. So is this like a beta or is it a demo? Kinda... It,
0: they're calling it a beta,
1: but it, it, for all intents and purposes, it's a demo.
0: It's like a stress test, I say. Maybe. Yeah. They just want to get. Test. They just want to get a good idea of like, okay, how much can our servers hold? And then at the same time, it's kind of win-win situation. It's like, okay, let's kind of get a, like a gauge of like where everyone's at on this, and then obviously, seems not like it's like...
1: been a success since yeah. it was number one viewed. Well, number one viewed game on Twitch for like a few hours earlier today.
0: That's good. I mean, that's until the
1: Capcom Cup rolled around.
0: Yeah, I mean, de- definitely, this is what the Monster Hunter needs is like definitely more exposure and a more affordable way to expose itself. So, it, even though it's PS Plus only, it's it's a free beta technically, and so there's not like there's not like an opt-in process of like okay, I have to like fill out these forms and be like okay, hopefully I get selected, you know, like the Dragon <laughs> Ball Fighter you want or something. So yeah. it's like okay, just have at it. So I mean, yeah, it's they've, cool.
1: They've definitely been really pushing the marketing on this one it's mm-hmm. i think it might actually be the most marketed game this year just I, I
0: feel how, like, off, how often it's showed up at
1: press events
0: i feel like monster hunter world is one of those like you're not a last chance thing but it's like this is the game that's like you know if you're in monster monster hunter if like if you pick this up and you mm-hmm. play it for a few hours. Like if you're not into it, you're probably not gonna like any other monster hunters in the future. Yeah, you know? this seems like the culmination of all the lessons they've learned out of the previous monster hunters. They, you know, streamlining some stuff, making smart decisions, and even like you know, adding on like a like a, a more fully featured story. Because you know, in the past monster hunters, you tried to do a quote unquote story, but it's it didn't never really leaned as hard as like full blown story cutscenes like this one will have.
1: Yeah, I mean, they kind in a lot of ways the changes they're making to the story and the changes they're making to marketing feel a lot similar to the change from 3 Ultimate to 4 Ultimate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'd like to stress that I, I feel like a lot of people say that Monster Hunter is not popular in the West. And while what's definitely not as popular as Japan, and something that people don't really realize is that Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate actually sold over 1 million units in the West. Mm-hmm. Wow. So for f- so a 3DS yeah. game, it was one of the most popular Western 3DS titles. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. In, so the um, the fan base is already there, yeah. and I feel like streaming and whatnot is going to really help this game because seeing the hype moments, like the really clutch moments of people like doing these really nice attacks, dodging like monsters at just the right moment, and I feel like that's going to do a lot of good for the game.
0: <clears throat> I I think that uh, like Mo- Monster Hunter obviously has a lot of room to grow with this game but it it's also it's I like that it's just finally on a proper big screen. I mean you had like the Switch version of Double Cross but it's still using you know up like upscaled remastered 3DS assets but this is like the first Monster Hunter in a really long time that makes use of the current gen technology uh like when I, when I was running around in it like i just there are many moments like especially at like the desert wasteland area or getting to the beach area the forest it's like wow this looks really really good even on like a i have a base ps4 so it's still running, still running on 30 fps and whatnot i think on ps4 pro it can run higher than that and you know obviously support higher resolutions but um it just it it look it's a it's a treat to see visually and i i think for a portion of like you know Pro, uh, prospective Monster Hunter, you know, buyers is like a lot of the the games were like constricted on 3ds. The the c- control scheme of 3ds is definitely uh, deterrent, especially for me. And like I was like, I look at the looking at Monster Hunter games on 3ds. I'm like, this looks really cool. I would probably like it if I had the time one, the time to really put into it, and two, if I could like wrap my head around, you know, the the strange control scheme on it, uh, <laughs> because I, I even got like the little. <clears throat> Uh, little stick dock yeah for the original 3ds and like i tried to like play like the demo for it and like this feels weird and i just don't know if i could
2: get yeah i I tried that too i actually bought one of those and it was for a different game though but Mm -hmm. i you know people say it's supposed to be perfect for games that take advantage of it but it still didn't quite feel natural right yeah Yeah. and and even the little nub on the new 3ds i'd
1: say that the little add-on was actually better than the nub (laughs) nub (laughs) i believe
2: that that nub is horrible, actually. It's one like those um, old laptops where they have that little mouse in the center, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Not to mention yeah.
1: that mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't realize, but one thing I've noticed is that a lot of new 3DSs actually have defective nubs where it's really hard to push down on, like, kind of move it down or left. And
0: I thought that was just that by design, no, <laughs> to be <not>. honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. In <laughs> edition,
1: Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, new 3 ds a couple of times because it wasn't working that way and at first like after like the second time they stripped the screws and i that's a whole nother story but um
2: i, I really didn't understand that why couldn't they just put another stick in there it's like why does it have to be this stupid? I don't know. it's okay we're moving on to yeah. the bigger and better
0: things at least but yeah. that, that, that's cool that's i mean else, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. God. um i guess for like you know I'm going to continue playing, you know, uh, more of the beta, and I, I've kind of found myself gravitating towards, obviously, the bow that I mentioned earlier, and I, start, I started messing around with the insect lathe as well, and that seemed really, really crazy and interesting. Um, Have like you tried in, the
1: charge blade yet?
0: I haven't tried the charge blade yet. I, I've i also tried, like, the dual blades, and I think the hammer for one, but I, I I do want to try to get my hands on, like, at least touching all the weapons first and seeing what else is there. The hunting horn seems really fun as well, so I might
1: I am really liking some of the changes they did to the hunting horn. Uh, Um, I'll talk about that later. I'll put it in my impressions piece that we're going to be putting up like Mm -hmm. after beta. Right. Um, so I guess I'll move on to the next game that I was playing. What do you got Not really one game. The other game I played this week, I'll wait until you start talking about it because we had a whole (laughs) podcast for it. Um. Last yeah, week, yeah last uh, week uh, actually, you week couldn't talk about, this, about it yeah yeah, last week I couldn't talk about it because we were doing the whole xenoblade thing, yeah, but the week before this, I actually went to uh round one, which is a an art, which is a bar slash arcade chain that's i believe it's japanese
0: yeah i mean they, they usually import it like a lot of their uh, you know, cabs a, there is definitely yeah. imported from Japan They have a lot of mm-hmm. really, candy cabs. Yeah, they have, they have like Nessica uh, like uh, cabs. They have a lot of like old school cabs, like from you know night like, yeah, uh, yeah, and um,
2: yeah, I uh, remember buying my arcade machine, and I get like all these flyers from these guys that sell arcade parts. Man, it's like seven thousand dollars for, <laughs> for yeah. All there we cent- go. Recent arcade <laughs> games. That's what I'm talking fly. about. Uh, <laughs> it's like what the hell. But, but, but,
0: which one did you go to, James? The one in City of Industry?
1: Uh, I went to the one in Lakewood. Okay. Yeah, I went to the one in Lakewood. Um, it was my first time going. I kind of went um, as a bit of a test drive for my 21st birthday because a couple oh, of people awesome. were thinking yeah, about happy going birthday. Up there like birthday. Spending it. Well, no, test drive. Oh, test drive. I, my bad. My 21st is on January 14th. Uh, I went because uh, uh, my dad needs some help with something up in. My family's apartments in Long Beach, so we were heading up there anyways. And he said, "Hey, you were talking about how you're going to go to this arcade up near Long Beach with your friends. You want to check it out with me?" And it's like, well, "Okay,
0: yeah, why not?"
1: So, um, yeah. Oh my god, I'm a huge rhythm game f- uh, fan. I've <laughs> That's talked about heaven this on for you. Ad- podcast before, and oh my god, there's a
0: lot there. I mean, this is like beyond um, you know, just DDRs. I, you have like it, the the Project Diva ones. God, uh,
1: I, the thing about the Project Diva one is it makes so much more sense playing people's <laughs> phone on the arcade cabinet than playing it on the PS4. That, that's what I was thinking, like, right? I am like, 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 oh, this note, seems more intuitive. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like, now I understand why the multi-notes appear in these sections of the screen because it makes sense. Yeah, it, it,
0: okay, so basically how the arcade cabinet has it, it's just basically a full touch screen. Like Imagine like an iPad version of it, kind of more blown out and, and, and better designed. And, and then and there's four uh, buttons. yeah. <laughs>
1: So there's four buttons. You have the square, the triangle, the cross, and the circle, and they're in a horizontal line. So when you when you see those multi notes that are that pop up on the screen on Future Tone, like on the um, PlayStation Four version, you might think, okay, why are these like this? Why are they in this portion of the screen? How do, how can I tell which ones are going to be which? Well, on the arcade cabinet, it makes a lot more sense because. It actually, where they pop up, actually corresponds to the uh, placement of that note <laughs> on the button arrangement on the actual cabinet. So, for example, the square is all the way on the left, or square triangles all the way on the left, and then circles all the way on the right. So, if you see, if you see a multi-note on the two exact opposite ends, you know exactly which ones to push, and it just makes so much more sense.
0: I'm trying to think of what else they have. That, did they have any DJ Max variants there?
1: Yeah, they had a DJ Max game. They also had DJ Max Technica Tune. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They had Roof Coaster. They had Poppin' Music. They, they, had... they still have a
0: DDR there, right? No? Yeah, they have uh-huh.
1: DDR. They have a couple of those types of games. Okay. They have um, they, had, um, um, um... they have the Final Fantasy Theatrhythm yeah, that's arcade awesome game. game, which is super easy i mean if you've played the 3ds game and you know how to play that it's super super easy um, um
2: i have one question do they have cave shut-ups games for for that arcade which one like cave games they're basically like shooters like airplane the shooters shmup,
0: the cave shmups
2: yeah i didn't actually see any shmups
0: i, I don't remember seeing them and i've met once ago go either i just kind of a shame but it's yeah <laughs> um... they have fighting games they have fighting games yeah, uh, yeah. Did, did, they yeah have, did, right. did they still have? Did they still have like the the big ass gunslinger straddle setups? Yes, they do. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and I think the I it just barely came out um, when I last went. Like I think it was called School of Ragnarok or something. I don't know if that's still oh, alive.
1: Yeah. That's there. That
0: they that's were there.
1: actually um, they actually had a Japanese build. Um, well not billboard, but Japanese, like, standee advertisement in the arcade Yeah, segment.
0: I remember that, yeah. Okay, th- tell uh, me I'm not go. going insane, but, like, the control scheme for that is fucking weird, like, the layout of it is bizarre. Oh, I'm bizarre.
1: sorry, I pretty much just played rhythm games.
0: Okay, well, that, that you probably won out in the end, because I, I sat there, like, I probably, probably for a good, like, 45 minutes, I, I played School of Ragnarok, tried to, like, wrap my head around, how the hell am I supposed, like, who is this control scheme layout for its positioned in such a weird, awkward manner? <laughs>
1: God, if you want to talk about a weird controlling game, Sound Voltex, awesome rhythm game, but it's just really, really weird. Because you have three buttons. You have the four like white buttons, which correspond to four lanes. You've got these two orange buttons, which correspond to two halves of the lane. And then you have these two analog dials that you actually need to use to like every now and then to kind of control like these tracks on the side. It's, Gets really crazy really quick.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, they they never picked up the the Arca- uh Final Fantasy arcade game, right? It's, no, it's still not there.
1: Uh, I'm surprised they didn't, considering that the
0: Yeah, I know. I think it has to be some weird like segment or, or the contracts are just too insane. Like like say the Gundam Extreme versus games. Like they don't really carry them. I know the one I had nearby had a Gundam versus Gundam Next, but. They, they didn't have any of the extreme versus ones there. I, I'm kind of crossing my fingers, just at the back of my head, that somehow they get like the rights to like do Fate Grand Order Arcade because I, I kind of want to try that. They had yeah. this big, they had this big event like you know, a few yeah. days ago, uh, finally showing it off. And it's basically like you know the Cydia three v three, but with Fate Grand Order characters. the The weird thing about it is like there's this real, weird, weird real life card, like component to it that, like, you get card packs and, like, you use them with the machine to, like, operate. That reminds me of the Project Diva Mm -hmm. Future Tone machine.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, When I imported Project Diva X on Vita, like, the Japanese release, before it was announced for localization, then a week after it came out, they announced the localization. Ah! (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I actually actually got a card to use with the Project Diva Future Tone arcade machine and I forgot to bring it. Oh, no. So, I'm going to be bringing it when I have my 21st, but oh my God, that was pissing
0: me off.
2: <laughs> All that progress lost. You know what? I kind of have a similar experience. There's this one arcade game, there was no ports of it in any console. So, I thought there was only one way to play this game. It wasn't emulation because there was no, it wasn't emulated during that time. I was like, the only way is to buy mm. arcade machine and play the game. God. So I did something that ridiculous around my high school years. So I was like, we're going to drive all the way to the next city, pick up the arcade machine, get the arcade board, and play this game. God. Then next month later, they announced the an Xbox 360 port. I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell?
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, shit. There's there a very nasty cycle with uh, Gundam Extreme Versus players uh, where they released the the console version. So like, they released the PS3 version of uh, Extreme Versus. And then like the week later, They announced the Extreme versus Full Boost for Japanese arcades, which is you know the sequel to that. And then fast forward like two to three years later, they released Full Boost finally on consoles. The next week later, they announced Maxi Boost, the sequel to that for Japanese arcades. It was just like, well, we're never gonna be on par with them,
2: you know? That has got to be intentional. No, yeah, it is. It it absolutely is. Yeah, Yeah. the game is obsolete, so they can release. I
0: mean, yeah, because what you want, it's your main profit is from arcade the, the console people will just buy it for 60 or 70 or whatnot and then that's the end of them uh, at least you know with arcade it's an ongoing stream of uh profit yeah and that. we had a very uh, good
1: time mm-hmm. um last kind of random thing i have to say is they yeah. they replaced the sticks for their taiko machine with like wooden almost mallets and i Wait, don't what not, not actual mounts, but, like, wooden sticks. Not, like, drumsticks, but, like, just solid, oh, wooden, just sticks. solid like
0: wooden sticks. Oh, just solid sticks. Wouldn't that break no. that thing? Yeah.
1: I, I mean, it was working all right when I played it, but it's just, like, God, it actually kind of hurt to drum with it. It's like Ah, oh, that
0: sucks. Yeah. I thought it would like, break the machine. Yeah. <laughs> that, One
1: thing's um... for sure, when I uh, go next, time, I'm going to have some mybachi, which are um, sticks made specifically for <laughs> Taipo. And then I'm gonna do the right drum just in case there is sensitivity issues because I have a feeling that people are gonna be playing the right drum less than the left drum.
0: Yep, that's exactly how it is for those Taiko arcade machines. yeah like uh, you bring your kids there, they just bang out of it like they full strength, and it's just like, well, <sighs>
1: it seemed to be all right though. I mean, I sucked, but that's just because I'm still getting used to actually playing the stuff on the drum. So I was able to do. Uh... Cruel Angel's thesis on the hardest difficulty, though.
0: Rad. So that's that's, that's like really that
1: good. YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, give me an update on your Xenoblade 2 progress. Where are you at?
1: Um, I am at the end of chapter 6. I've been kind of delaying moving on to the very end of it, because I know what um, the next part is probably going to be ended, the end of the chapter. I'm just... I've heard bad things about Chapter 7, so I'm kind of just delaying the inevitable here.
2: Hey, you should at least still go for it. Don't don't take two's warnings. That's a smooth... Well, no,
1: I know I'm gonna really... I know I'm gonna... I, I'll be perfectly honest here. It's not the best game of the year, but personally, Xenoblade 2 so far is definitely my game of the year. So... Yeah. um. I'm 60 hours in. I am doing. I've done a bunch of the side quests. I've there's so many merc missions. You
2: know what I I hate there's about so the merc thing <laughs> about, you know what the thing I hate about Xenoblade going on right now, it's how these people. That didn't really understand how to play the first one, and they pick up the second one, and they're (laughs) even more confused. And expect it's like the second one's gonna be, you know. I mean, it is a
0: very systems-heavy game, you know. So if you're not used to it, like if you're not used to seeing like all these kind of systems interact and like Like, in a weird way, like I I, I totally get like people who are are lost. Don't
1: even get me started on the whole development system, and then how that ties into the deed system, Mm -hmm. which ties into a bunch of other systems like. The fact that in order to get more than one fi- more than five booster items for core <laughs> opening, you need to get certain deeds, which is annoying as hell.
2: So yeah, uh, like yeah. like I mentioned in my review, there's like there's like all these little things about it that just like add. Up. Yeah, that's why I find it hilarious. All these yeah. critics are ripping this game apart for being too overly complicated. You know, it's like if they played the first one and they expect the second game to be more lax on this kind of crap. You know, it's like. I don't know. <laughs> to, tell me the... In some ways, it,
1: it's a bit more lax, but in other ways, it's just like, God, the Merc mission system in general, just that, I'll be completely honest, that does not need to be as grindy as it is.
0: Yeah, it really it, 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 like, the interface for it needs a lot of work. It's, uh, it it takes should really,
1: not take as long for each I th- mission. Th- I, think,
0: I think the the one way to, to make the Merc mission a lot more tolerable is if you just had the option to say, hey, I'll, I'll send the same team to go off and do that mission again. Like, just give me the option, like, would you like to send them off again in the same mission, same team? It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, what I
1: want is an ability to say, hey, can you do the Merc missions in real time so I don't have to be playing the game while this is going on? Because you have a bunch of Merc missions out uh, yeah, how long, mm-hmm. and it's like... Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, you 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 that's, can kind of make it like... It's, it's like yeah. I can move forward, but I've got two Merc mission teams with a few blades that I actually really want for battles at the end of the chapter out and it's, they're going to take an hour, and it's like, I don't really have many more side quests, so right now I'm just doing a bunch of salvaging and raising development yeah. levels. <laughs> yeah. tell, so,
0: okay, so tell me the, the top three things that have surprised you in Xenoblade 2, bad, good or bad.
1: The number one thing that surprised me, I knew the soundtrack was going to be good going in, but I didn't realize how good it was going to be. This is probably my favorite soundtrack in a video game of all time.
0: Wow! Holy shit, that's one hell of a claim.
1: It and oh my god, if you knew how crazy I am about music and video games, mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. even crazy. Oh my gosh!
0: It, there's a lot of neat things they do for that soundtrack for sure. Well,
2: uh, they could probably win the next year's uh, music award. <laughs> They're no, still god.
0: eligible for ours this year, you know. I mean, any, anything in this year still still counts. Yeah, I'm glad that New Tom that
1: got at least at the Game Awards since the cut out cut off kind of.
2: Yeah. Just- I was at least hoping it was nominated cause, but it wasn't even an option so I was glad of it was won something. I'm talking
1: about Tom got um, best soundtrack. Yeah, I know it did. <laughs> um, the second thing that surprised me the most would probably have to be the um, development system. I mean, it's very similar to the first game in a lot of ways, but the way it ties into everything else it feels like is very interesting. Like certain side quests, you need to have a certain development level to actually see. Some Merc missions, you need a certain development level. Some blades, like, oh my gosh. Like some Merc missions, you need to get to a certain development level on like, for example, Gormot, And then you'll get a Merc mission that I haven't done it yet, but reading it, it sounds like I get a rare blade for doing this one Merc mission it's just pretty yeah. interesting yeah. different there,
0: <laughs> there there there's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons for that game so yeah. it depends on where, where you where like where Mark, you Mark, stand
1: bias <laughs> like in regards to like I like the idea and I like how much there is to it, but it's also surprising just how.
0: I, I really, funny it is. yeah. I mean, we, we all mentioned this like on the last podcast. So I don't want to retread, but I just I just hope that like you know, the, Nintendo treats this game kind of like Splatoon and ours, like there's an ongoing support for it for like patches down the future for quality of life stuff, because I, I think that that game a lot a lot of that game's like odd, weird, obtuse quirks uh, can be like kind of ironed out
1: yeah
0: are uh, easy yeah, to fix yeah yeah, the, yeah um yeah,
1: definitely uh, my uh, my current game of the year well cool it's already the end of the year so it's going to be hard to kind of pass that um <laughs> but yeah uh
0: yeah i mean uh i've just been kind of still doing post-game stuff not really a big like leap because i've been uh, busy this week uh so i've been kind of just messing around with new battle setups and whatnot. I need to i'll eventually uh, do some cleanup on that uh game like kind of i kind of want to fully complete it but at the same time i've kind of i've been trying to like start horizon zero dawn for game of the year stuff because i at least want to beat that game if not get a good amount of hours into it i also want to you know get the pyre and uh continue my playthrough of yakuza zero to have like maybe 20 30 hours in which is i i already played the japanese version of that but i kind of want to see more the english script but i i really really am high on that game um so I think those are my three that I want to squeeze in before next week. Where uh, next Sunday on the seventeenth, we'll be having our game of the year deliberations with the rest of the staff. Oh boy! That's to be a whole event, and you know everyone will find that play out the layout of that when when that hits. But it's it's gonna be crazy for sure. Yeah, um,
1: it's good, especially this year from what I'm hearing. Like okay. I wasn't here last year, obviously, but. Uh,
0: last year was contentious man uh yeah it was it, it, things this were it,
1: gonna be even worse because oh, yeah. you only have five games for list. oh god
0: uh, <sighs> uh, so it's the
2: same game five times
0: <laughs> there you go yeah that's the actually the real answer but uh other than that i've been kind of just working on the fate uh, grand order christmas event the almost weekly santa altar thing which is i'm not gonna get it too uh, you know into how, how that works there's just it it's it's one of those things that like it's very grindy depending on how many how much you want out of it because there's like this whole roulette system that you can grind out more of the currency of really easily but it t- it takes time to actually grind it and then you use this currency to roll another gotcha inside this gotcha game for experience cards and more money and whatnot and and though and those are actually really useful because you know it's it's a lot of like resource items that you get very easily, very fast. Um, but you have to put in the time to actually spin that gacha. it's, it's kind of a, a nightmare in uh, pro- it's actually probably a, a gotcha in like a very bad way. Uh but I it's one of those things that like you want to get ahead uh right now so you ha- you do less later, you don't have to worry as much later. I don't know. It's it's bad. Ciao, what have you been up to? I know you've been uh playing uh Tokyo Zanadu Ex Plus, the uh, P, like the updated uh, uh, thing of, uh the, yeah, the PS4 version of Tokyo Zanadu from Falcom, um, that came out last week, I think, or
2: was it just earlier this week? Oh, uh, it just came out two days ago, I think. Oh it's, wow, uh, okay, um, it's December 8th. That's when the official okay, so release. Yesterday,
0: yesterday, as of the time of this recording, even playing it for review on the site. Uh, tell us what you think
2: um it's actually a lot better now it's like i didn't enjoy the original game too much you know when people you know when people saw the game for the first time you know they probably thought hey look this is Falcom trying to get into this persona vibe you know it's mandarin you know it has to do with you know people's like personal yeah issues. the uh, the premise
0: of this is like you're you're actually like in a high school in this one right
2: yeah, you're in high school, and, um, you know, it's basically, it starts with the main character. You see a bunch of, like, hooligans chasing a girl, and, you know, he's trying to be the good cemetery and you know, trying to help her, and he gets trapped into this this whole <laughs> inner world dimension, whatever you like to call it.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, like, one of the weird uh, things, like, it's like a, a a modern setting in a Falcon game, because, you know, Falcom is very fantasy-based, so... yeah. It was like they'd never made anything that was modern. I don't think I don't they I think so. Right, right James. They definitely made like a modern setting game as much as like Tokyo Zanadu.
1: Um they've done other modern games before like they've had sci-fi games I believe. But um yeah, Tokyo Xanadu is more of a one of the there are very few like modern quote like down
0: to earth kind
2: of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I what I really didn't like about the original game was um the combat was really easy. Like, everything... I don't think I ever saw a game over screen, no matter how hard you try. You, it's like you got to, like, kill yourself in order to get a game over.
0: Yeah, I hear, like, even, like, a Nightmare difficulty, like the original Vita version, like, that was still a breeze to, you know, a yeah. lot
2: of people. Basically, like, you got, like, a thousand healing items. If anything goes wrong, you just open the menu and you just heal yourself. And, you know, it's like... And the characters are super overpowered, so you never have to worry about dying. And the... Dungeons, I think they were pretty dull, and I think they only get good around when the game's almost over, you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I think they were trying to cater to a more casual audience, and it sort of backfired on them, because you know, I think they went too hardcore on the casual.
1: Well, I wouldn't say it backfired on them, considering it sold almost like, I think it sold 100,000 units in Japan.
2: It, it sold well, but a lot of the fans' feedback was kind of mixed at best. They weren't, like, super positive about it you know what i'm saying like i don't think game sales could determine if a game's good or bad or not they were sold on the initial hype or whatever the concept there was advertised right yeah
0: well what are some of the improvements from uh, the original vita version to the this new uh, ps4 one
2: okay first of all it's like we got steady frame right now it's all at 60 fps and this is they, actual...
0: just with base ps4 right not like ps4
2: pro support or yeah. anything it has pro support, but I don't have a pro, so I can't touch. Okay,
0: so so it is still sixty FPS on base PS4s. Yeah, it has
2: a steady frame right now, so now the combat is super smooth, and uh, it actually feels like a use game now too. And like all the enemies are really, they actually hurt in, in this version. So it's like you actually die from just making small little mistakes. So, well, so what's the gameplay? Is it just like basically like how East Eight played? Um, it's more like a dungeon crawler it's like instead of like yeast where you're having like a free map exploring this is more like a dungeon crawler you go inside an eclipse and there's like a, you know like a small maps where you mm-hmm. kind of like what is it you destroy monsters
1: and you uh, destroy uh, boxes
2: and boxes too there's like a chain system where you're trying to get a rank trying to keep this combo chain going by killing monsters destroying box to keep the combo going you know
0: that's a weird way to describe the, the game. It's way, like yeah, you keep the combo going because there's two things you want to get done: you want to kill monsters and you want to kill boxes. Yeah, because
2: <laughs> um, you know, it's like you're trying to get the S rank, and this became yeah. kind of like a end game content, trying to keep this chain up and destroying boxes. is One of the way to keep the chain up. It, it's
0: kind of like a not really a score attack thing, but like does like your ranking affect like the the ending that you get in the game or something?
2: No, it doesn't. But there is a trophy for getting all S rank okay. on, tro- on dungeons, right? So all right.
1: Um, I've only played. The Vita version very briefly. I'm actually going once I'm done with Xenoblade, I need to get started on the PS4 version.
2: Yeah, like I, I would totally um, recommend just dropping the Vita version. Oh, yeah, I'm, like not gonna, version. I'm not going to touch the
1: Vita version. I've played enough to really understand how the Vita version feels. So once I get to the PS4 version, it's like, going to be re- I'm doing the review for Tech Raptor after Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hang in there, man.
2: Like yeah. I, I think I encounter some bosses. Uh, I think by the even like the first boss killed me like about five times already playing on yeah. the boat just to get the yeah. hang of the pattern to kill the boss. Like you actually need to learn the boss pattern in this in order to kill them. Unlike the original one where you would just spam and just, you know, just, yeah, <laughs> just kind of go through with it. Right.
1: One thing so, I yeah. noticed about the PS4 version when I played a demo of it at E3, which, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I wanted to say something, but I realized it's probably not the best thing to talk about. Um, yeah. So, that's a little bit different in the PS4 version. Not super, but like you have a flash evade like from Yeast 8
2: in the ps Yes, yes, yes. That, that's also added in it that too. <laughs> okay. They added the flash dodge, but uh, it's not reliable as the flash dodge in the Yeast 8 because Yeast 8, <laughs> the flash dodge is super reliable. If you know how to time your dodges perfectly, you get a more invincibility frames and you get like a little power boost um tokyo zanadu's uh flash dodge is just like you just nullify that attack it doesn't give you this brief invincibility so about like how the gameplay
0: like what the game flow is and like tokyo zanadu is it, like persona or, like you go at day by day with like a school
2: life and then dungeon or is it like, much um, like that it's usually like the main character likes to do some odd jobs and and that part, when he's doing the odd jobs, it's kind of like you playing Trails of Cold Steel where you're doing the student quest, doing those random quests along the way, right? Mm-hmm. And as he completes the quests, um, you know, he can also spend time with his friends and those raise soul points, which is their version of the bonding system. It's basically like a carbon copy of like, Trails of Cold Steel except turn into an action RPG environment.
0: Huh, all right. And, uh, like... Do you have, like, a... You don't really have, like, a battle party, but can you, like, switch with, like, another person because there's, like, multiple playable characters? Uh,
2: basically, when you go inside a dungeon, you basically pre-assign which people you want to bring with you, which is usually a team of free people. Okay. Um, I think as,
0: you know... Is it, I, is it kind of like Dynasty Wars where, like, you could like it's, like, instantaneous switching then?
2: Yeah, you can switch them instantaneously. Um, okay. There is a, a partner you can instantly switch with, and there is a partner called a support buddy, which is which is on the, which it, how, how do I say it? Um, your support buddy actually gets recovered while your other instant switch partner doesn't get any recovery. So you can actually use this system to kind of let party member rest you know, while wow, they're injured, you know, kind of sort of thing. And, and,
0: and you can freely, like, uh, switch that. So, say, I, I, I'll I switch with my buddy, but then the uh, person that I played with, can I switch them with my support? And then they're now the support. So yeah, they actually
2: added buttons to instantly switch to either one of them. Um, oh, okay, but, okay, weird. All right. Like, on the Vita version, this it felt kind of awkward switching to the support buddy <clears> because <throat> you're pressing left on the D-pad, you know. And while this one, it's just pressing L2, right? So, it's a lot more mm-hmm. easier with better controls. Um, other things they tweaked, it was like the X Drive system. Like in the original, there is a function called X Drive where you kind of link the status with your buddy and you become like really overpowered for like a short 30 seconds, right? Right. Um, but this version is like they tweak it. It's more like it doesn't even last 30 seconds, but it's more like a buddy starts to come in the screen and start spamming attacks, right? Right, okay, nice. So, I think they probably changed it because in the original it was probably because of hardware, so they didn't want to throw your buddy and start attacking the screen. So, So (laughs) that makes sense, right? We love our
0: single FPS Vita games, thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ah, yes, I remember the uh, school festival on Cold Steel
0: 1 on Vita. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, anything else on Tokyo Zenodo EX Plus? Uh
2: Well, there's, a there's like, new side stories. Every time you clear a chapter, you play a little side story where you play, like, kind of like a party member without mm-hmm. the main character involved. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I hate the main character. Or why do you have a crush on the main character, you know? <laughs> uh, I actually like that where, like, all the
0: side stories are just like, yeah, I fucking hate this dude, but I have to, like, travel with him just, like, due, due to circumstances.
2: It's like, so, yeah, they add these side stories, so it makes it more interesting. And there's a little chapter... That takes place after you beat the game so not only you've got more content there is some additional closure to the story that you know that you don't get in the vita version oh okay
0: so the for anyone like you know, wondering whether they should uh, pick up the vita or ps4 version definitely go with the ps4 version
2: definitely go with the ps4 version um only go with the vita version if that's your only system of choice or if you really prefer having poor ability but i think the Vita version's kind of a mixed experience, so... Can, can't would... you just...
0: I don't know if it supports it, but can't you just, like, remote play the PS4 version to the Vita screen?
2: I think you could actually to try that. I haven't tried that yet, but I, maybe I should, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you
1: can, just the controls might be a bit awkward, because if you're trying to switch, a, switch your um, support yeah. character, then you'd have to tap the...
2: Yeah, they actually back. took advantage of those two uh, trigger buttons for the PS4 version, because... Uh, like, the R2 button is now used for this new thing called the X-Skill, which wasn't available in the original. They just do, like, this kind of like a brief super attack, but not really, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: guess a good way to put it, then, would be, for any Falcom game that's on both Vita and PS4, get the PS4 version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seems they like they it,
2: advertise right? that they don't have anything extra. I think I got scammed buying the Vita version of Yeast eight back when... When it was released in Japan. It's like we're not going to add anything to the US. You can you could purchase the Vita version with ease. <laughs> did, of, the, the good old Falcom
1: link. To be fair, they didn't say they weren't going to add anything. They actually, before the Vita version came out, they said we were thinking of maybe adding some sections to Donna's area in the PS4. Yeah, thinking.
2: Things. You know, and yeah. everyone told me that I should just buy it. They're not going to add anything. Falcom's usually pretty good on their words. That's. Yeah, I'm not
1: listening to those guys again. <laughs> Remember when Sen three was gonna be the last game in the in Erebonia
0: the, uh, arc? The good old Falcom wink. <laughs> uh, are
2: we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> no, I, I mean,
0: I mean, the, the, it's not really a big like spoiler or anything because they already came out and said, hey, you know, there's gonna be another Sen no Kiseki. We mentioned it on like a previous podcast that like oh, okay. they're still I, gonna be. I just yeah, thought so maybe not, there's some so... spoilers, maybe. Nah, I mean, they, they already they already came out and said it, so sure. not really that big of a deal um besides that more on the grand blue grind
2: uh yeah i've been playing grand blue and they have a recent uh collaboration event with uh, attack on the titans i don't know if anyone still remember watching this anime but they did a whole uh side event with attack on the titans characters
0: uh, yeah is it like uh, i know they were like uh like the menu the screen on that is they're playing like the first opening of like the first tv show season of it like, uh, is there, like, a, like, a new, like, side story, like, with those it's characters? a side story attached
2: to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the Granblue character somehow finds an island and it turns out to be the attack of the Titans' island. Oh, yeah. great. Good. <laughs> and the uh, storyline basically goes, It's you know, it's kind of like the first season arc, you know? So it's kind of like your characters, but kind of
0: inserted into that? Yeah. How, how are boss fights in that? Like, if you're, are there, like, any boss fights in Titans, like,
2: like... But they're, they're too big of the screen, so they're just like beating up like a giant Titan foot or something. It's still just the type, It's still the regular battle screen. I think the cool thing about this this event is that you get to see uh, Mikasa and, and Levi doing their cool attack animations. That's about oh yeah, it. they
0: have un, uh, unique stuff. So They also have. Are those the only playable ones, or are there
2: more characters from that? No, that's that's pretty is basically oh, okay. it. Um, I know you get even as a or. I Man, I can't say his name. Are you e- I forgot his <laughs> name. Evan. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, 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 just, we'll just name him Evan for the purposes of this. Yeah, you get to use him as a summon. He turns into a titan to, you know. Okay. That's about it. But, anyways, that's basically all I did in Grand Blue. Nice.
0: So, that said, that's what we've been up to. On to, you know, the news of the week. There's the, there was a lot of great news that wasn't RPG related, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get through as many of them as we can, RPGs. And, you know, we might talk about a little bit something outside of RPGs. But we had uh, the Game Awards happened a few days ago, uh, hosted by Jeff Keighley. Uh, the big takeaways there for RPGs uh, was at the pre-show uh, on that. They showed off a very, very, very brief teaser trailer of from Software's new project, the uh, developers of, you know, the Souls series, Bloodborne, uh, Demon Souls, uh, very quick, like I don't even know how you describe it, like a bone or rope or whatever, kind of just like slipping away. And then it says, "Shadows die twice," and then the From Software logo, and that's it. And then the tweet came out from one of the developers. It says, "Hey, we're excited to you know uh, show off our new project. Um, uh, stay tuned in the next twelve uh, the next twelve months as we uh, reveal more about it. <laughs> so, there's still there's still far way out uh, wow. from it, but that's the only thing we know." Uh,
2: have you guys seen the teaser trailer? Yeah, I've seen the teaser. I, I actually think it's Koo-On 2. You think it's Koo-On? Koo-on. Um, a, a horror game from Pump Software that sort of became forgotten and niche now. And it's kind of worth a lot on eBay if you're trying to buy a copy of it.
0: Yeah, what was the last cool one?
2: It was only one release right on the PS2,
0: I think. Yeah,
2: and okay. it's very hard to find nowadays. Yeah,
0: it never got ported anywhere. It's just there.
2: Yeah, it sort of became like, like a cult following.
0: I think it was like 2003,
2: maybe 2004, I think.
0: It did that. Yeah, that was a weird game. How about you, James? See that teaser? Oh, no. Did you lose James? Or did you step yeah, step away?
2: James I forgot Ward? to
1: unmute myself. Sorry. Oh, nice. It's fine. Um, like I was saying before we started recording, uh, I was watching the uh, TGA stream with a few friends of mine over PSN on voice chat. And um, one of those friends, I got really into Dark Souls. Like, he's played all the games, New Game Plus 7, Platinum Trophy, all of the games, Bloodborne, New Game Plus 7, got the Platinum Trophy. That pissed them off so much. <laughs> <laughs> because he saw the teaser and it's like no you can't stop it there and then when he found out <laughs> there was nothing at PSX he's just mm-hmm. so pissed off
0: do, do, do you have any predictions on what this could be?
1: Um, I was actually thinking it might be a new Tenchu game that's
0: what I was thinking too because, I, I, because Frontsoft like, made like one Tenchu game from what I recall and that was on the 360 I think it's like it was, like, no, it was, was on Shadow it was, was it on the on Wii B and the PSP oh okay fuck what was it? I think I'm I'm thinking of the 360 one. It's Shadow, not Assassin. Um, I forgot what it was called exactly, but um, that's a that's what I, what I thought too. The little, uh, Japanese markings on it and whatnot. But that that'd be my first guess. Uh, on it, I, I, that'd be really cool if they brought Tenchu back. Uh, I would love that because uh, in Tenchu, like the shadows are a big like near death mechanic in that so that's what kind of gave it away for me
2: yeah the shadow died twice blind so yeah
0: I, I i don't know if that was like ever mentioned in that but i know that um it they make a big deal of that in in there i don't even know what what would a new tenchu game would like what would the new kuban game be like that's I, i'm fine with it as long as it's not like souls i think the souls series needs a bit a of break. a
2: break big break
0: yeah I, i'm good with it if like if there was no new souls games
2: or like next five years, I'd be totally cool with it. I know the Souls fans would be upset about that. But... <laughs> I know, but... Look, <laughs> but I think Trader's the, the... a little warned out by making all
0: that... Just... There, Soul. There's all sorts of, like, games that are, like, take on the spirit of Souls already, that, like, I'm fine with, like, everyone kind of giving it uh, a hand for themselves and, like, you know, their own interpretations of it, and I, I'm fine with that, writing that, until you know, FromSoft, like, returns to that kind of, that concept again, with, like, a totally new twist or whatnot, so I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's not Bloodborne too, or there's no way it's Steven Souls or Dark Souls Four, or whatever. I would not think.
2: Not but, with that Asian lettering. No. no.
0: Yeah, I, I I would say yeah, Kuon and Tenchu would probably be our best guesses then. What what would you want out of a new Kuon,
2: Chow? Um, I don't know. I just want something something cool. That's all. Uh, um, what is it? When it comes to uh, concept art, Kuon had some really cool monsters and. I hope I see someone like that using the current technology.
0: Yeah, I, I think if, I think if they kind of use if it was cool on like kind of use PT as like an inspiration for that kind of moving in that direction, I think that'd be a, re- a really neat twist on it. I think it'd be because FromSoft tried to like revisit kind of like a horror game again in and, and this day and age is kind of a weird, baffling thing. But at the same time, they 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 kind of struck a weird horror element in Bloodborne that like no one has been really able to replicate because, of, like, the sound design in Bloodborne, right? If they kind of used that inspiration into Kuon, that'd be kind of like, all sorts
2: of fucked up. And there's also, like, a thing with Kuon, too. It's, like, it's like one of the only, like, horror games that takes place in the, you know, in, like, the Sengoku era, or whatever you like to call it, like, the ancient Japanese setting. I don't mm-hmm. see much games that actually takes place in that setting. Like, yeah, if you think of anything that that has that kind of setting. The only
0: the only ones that would somewhat almost come close is Fatal Frame and Siren, and th- those yeah, don't really strike that. One,
2: you yeah, know, you know, it's, like, ancient... Like, we're talking, like, Onimusha. Yeah, like, of course. But yeah, without yeah. the cool samurai swords to kind of get away with killing these monsters, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. How about you, James?
0: If it was a Tenchu, what would you want out of a new Tenchu?
1: I've never played a Tenchu, so I honestly don't know.
0: Great, awesome. Then that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, yeah, the, their ve- uh, Tenchu has been like on a weird kind of downward slope, uh, in my opinion, so hopefully if it is a Tenchu,
2: they could somehow revive that series. I don't remember any of their games. I, I played the one on PlayStation, if I remember, and I don't remember it being any good. <laughs>
0: but... <laughs> yeah, Tenchu is definitely not a series that's like, oh yeah, I remember all the great Tenchu games, it's like, I don't know, there's like maybe one or two good games out of that series.
1: God, can we just stress how like only a few years ago, if you'd mentioned from software, people wouldn't have gotten as nearly as excited as this teaser nowadays.
0: Oh yeah, I definitely. Mean,
1: God, it's amazing how how like quickly they just became like that one big developer everyone holds to such a high regard. Yeah.
2: Uh, Miyazaki <laughs> delivered, I
0: guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird like people people get really giddy at the at the mention of Nier these days, and the mention of from software these days, and people like a, a good chunk of gaming uh, the gaming community now like reveres Yokotaro. It's like, wow, this is a really weird fucked up timeline. And, and so like I wild. just
1: said earlier, uh, Monster Hunter was the most viewed game on Twitch.
0: Oh yeah, it's, it's, god damn it, man! Crazy 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 times we're in but yeah. i just want to say that i think that i think the last uh, ninja related game that from software made was ninja blade on 360 and <laughs> never played it <laughs> we, d- good don't <laughs> huh so hopefully they don't they'll go to that as like some sort of weird inspiration if it is like Tenchu or anything i don't know maybe we completed something new i hope so or maybe it'll just be enchanted arms too
1: I'm pretty sure it's a sequel just because of twice in the teaser. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you don't you don't, you don't say that unless it's a sequel usually.
0: Yeah. Or maybe it's the, the second remaster of something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> just like ever, Shadow
2: of the Colossus. I don't remember they doing much remasters except for that Dark Souls 2 port. No, I don't Might think be so. a Demon's
1: Souls 2 port. Well, I mean, Ooh. not Demon Souls. Demon's Soul.
0: Demon Souls two port. There we go. That's right, that
1: that, that's thinking <laughs> on another
0: level. That's fucking universe uh, right, gosh, right there. <laughs> but you I know, like Demon's Souls. Yeah. Like, really oh yeah. It's fine. Eh. Uh, the other uh, RPG related thing out of the Game Awards was uh, it was actually a really neat reveal. uh Eiji Aonuma came on stage. There was like a, a master sword on stage that he pulled out and then raised up on the screen, and then the, a new trailer for the DLC of the Champions Ballad uh, in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, was shown. And then they are like, hey, it's coming out tonight. So as of the time of this recording, it's already, if you bought the expansion pass to uh, Breath of the Wild, it's already there with you. I think it takes place after the main game. Uh, I know Adam was playing it, but he couldn't join us for this podcast. I haven't been able to try it. I haven't so been able uh, to
1: try it either. I got it as soon as I saw the trailer because it's like, okay, 20 bucks for this and the other DLC probably worth it. And then I started reading the impressions online, and apparently people were actually kind of disappointed
2: with it. So, what is it exactly? Do you actually get that bike that they were <laughs> you did, yeah, yeah, You do get the bike.
0: Yeah, the, part of the trailer was at the very end of it, they showed off that Link uh, was riding a motorcycle, but it's like all like ancient armored themed uh, and whatnot. And they called it the Master Bike. Master Cycle? <laughs> no, they called it the Master Cycle Zero. <laughs> Was it Master Cycle Zero in Japanese and a Master Bike in English? No, they called it Master Cycle Zero in English. Oh, awesome. That because
1: I better. remember like, my friend that has not played Zelda, he just started laughing his ass off because of the name. Oh,
2: man. They that's need to sweet. add this car to, uh, or they need to add this bike to Mario Kart. Yeah, I know, that's awesome. They have they that actually. bike in Mario Kart. Really? Oh, fuck. They man. do? What it's are we doing?
0: It's not the
1: exact same thing, but they have an opponent-themed bike for Link in Mario
2: that's Kart.
0: That's not the same. <laughs> yeah, the, it's not—it's not dressed all fucking fucked up, all ancient technology. Like, that's not the same bike. I—I I really want to ask Otto about like how the bike works in game. That just seems. Oh you no!
2: Know, <laughs> yeah, yeah about I get, on steroids.
0: Yeah, I—I I want to get my hands on it. Uh, you know, see what's all about. Breath of the Wild—one hell of a game. Still, uh, it won game of the year at the game awards. So, uh, we'll see how it fares here. Um, I imagine a lot of people are going to be pitching for it as well. Yep. Um, uh, other big reveals that aren't RPG-related, but definitely worth mentioning are Bayonetta right. 1 and 2 uh, coming to Switch in February. And right after they revealed that, they're like, hey, we got one more thing. Uh, Reggie was like, yeah, of course we have one more thing. So they cut to a trailer. They announced Bayonetta 3 for the Switch, exclusively for the Switch, much like Bayonetta 2. So I imagine they have a, a similar agreement with Nintendo there. Platinum Games does. Uh, For keeping that Nintendo exclusive. So that's very exciting uh, seeing Bayonetta uh, continue. uh, Excellent. Very
1: interesting how the trailer for Bayonetta 3 is very, very reminiscent of the Bayonetta 2 reveal trailer. Mm -hmm. Very, very reminiscent. Um, I guess uh, the other thing we should bring up from the Game Awards is it's not an RPG. But uh, does your soul still burn, Soul Calibur six.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC coming next year, uh, uh, no Harada-san and, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and one of his protégés uh, came out, uh, both worked on Tekken 7, obviously, and then saying, hey, you know, well, my protégé is going to take in charge uh, of the next Soul Calibur entry using the lessons he learned from uh, Tekken 7. And it, it's uh you know we got we got more uh, of a better look on that at PlayStation Experience they showed off a gameplay preview and whatnot. They it, it seems to be like a kind of a maybe a soft maybe a soft reboot because they showed off Mitsurugi and Sophitia and they look very younger. So they might be doing a Mortal Kombat Nine thing of like oh we're gonna restart the story but like tell a better like you know. What you know what they like- said narrative. is
1: that it's um it is taking place at around the same time as Soul Calibur One. Okay, I cool. wouldn't say one, probably they, Soul It's said that it's taking place around the same time as Soul
2: Calibur 1. It, whatever it's it ends Soul up edged, being. Like, <laughs> I, I, think it would,
0: I think it would be, yeah, uh, that's what I would think. Like but, This
2: looks even younger than her counterpart in, or I'm just saying the character looks even younger than her counterpart in uh, Soul Calibur. It looks like it's Soul Edge, period.
0: I think I, I think uh, <laughs> I think there's a good return to form because the Soul Calibur story was getting
2: so fucking out there by by the fifth one. I was like, I don't the know. Fifth what's one going totally out. fucked up the story. They, you know, they added all these characters and all the old characters somehow died and they have no explanation for them. <laughs> so I was like, oh okay. Here's it was. It was a weird like
0: um, not really MK10 situation, but uh, it, it was like you know Sophia's like children are like here. Like you're supposed to care about them. It's like okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> and it's just I don't know I, I think th- there's a lot of repolishing I guess that needs to be made and I hope they kind of they kind of make good on that with this one I, I'm very excited I, I like what I see so far uh, they they say that you can try to get it up at the speed like the, what Soul Calibur 2 did which is even better um, I think that was like all the and of course the new Death Stranding trailer that they showed off at the the game we're Alliance. not even going
1: to try to explain it
0: no it just go watch it make your own explanation. We cannot give you like a good enough explanation of what the hell was in that. It's... Uh... All we'll
1: say is yes, that was a baby giving a thumbs up inside of Norman Reedus' throat.
0: Yeah, it was... Thanks. Thanks, Kojima. <laughs> <It was> great.
2: <laughs> that, that baby part?
0: Yeah. Yeah. God damn, That's uh, one hell of a trailer that I still need to rewatch. i watched it maybe two times. I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch it again. But I don't know if I, my sanity can handle that again.
2: God. But... I find that there was a hilarious thing in the PSX experience. Mark Snerney said everything makes sense after playing five hours.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That That's, uh, of course, already playable somewhere. but That tease you know, Mark that'll, that, uh It'll come to fruition whenever. There's still no release date on that. Uh, and hopefully, you know. Hopefully, we'll, we'll actually
1: it. find out what the gameplay is at E3 2018.
0: <laughs> if we're lucky.
1: If we're lucky. Well, I mean, they brought him up on stage at E three twenty sixteen, right? So, <laughs> I mean, that'll be two years. Pro- I mean, hopefully,
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> Other big takeaways uh, that RPG related was Neurotomata won best score uh, music in the, in that, along with Persona five won best RPG.
1: Neurotomata got snubbed for best narrative.
2: <laughs> yeah, we lost to uh, or it lost to a Walking Simulator. <laughs> What I'm starting to. I'm
1: I've heard it's supposed to be good. Just
0: it, maybe uh, Neurotomat is a dear game to our hearts. No, it's just. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if these critics have deer been. idea to root C <laughs> Um. So moving on, we uh, Zach went over to the Idea Factory Press Event that took uh, place the night of the Game Awards. Uh, they didn't really have much to say. They did uh, announce that Mega Dimension Neptunia V2R is coming uh, to PS4 sometime next year.
1: Isn't that basically but, the same thing as Mega uh, Mega Dimension Neptunia, but it has a VR mode? Uh,
0: that's what I think. I, uh, people say there's like a more refined. Uh, like it's still like Neptunia V2, like in the same story and whatnot, but there's supposed to be like a new refined thing in it, in it along with like a new VR room uh, feature. I don't know too much about it. I haven't really. Can't say I'm really that interested in it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it's... what. Look, there's to be a new Neptunia game, multiple, maybe multiple new Neptunia games from every year, and it's been that way ever since 2006 or 5. Remember you know, the there's...
1: one year when there was, like, five Neptunia games on Vita in a single year?
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they released all Rebirth games or whatever in a single year. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess.
2: And the thing is, you always find them in, like, Digital sales for like five dollars or later, so people buy it. Fuck, dude. I mean, it was, that, that's how my friends bought it. They're like, I don't even know what the
0: hell this thing is. Yeah, but it's I so bought so it, cheap. it was like dirt cheap. <laughs> I was like five dollars,
2: just like I don't know, three cups
0: of coffee. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that uh, the PC version of Cyber Dimension Natunia is coming out sometime in February next year. Uh, that's already out on the PS4, uh, and also. Uh, I think a new Hakawaki thing is coming out as well, uh, but that was all out of that. And then later on that night, or was actually earlier in that morning, yeah, uh, they finally announced Square Enix announced that Romancing Saga 2's Vita version finally released date on there, December fifteenth, making good on the promise uh, uh, of it of its Vita version eventually coming out after the smartphone release. So that's coming out on December fifteenth. And they also added that uh, Romantic Saga 2* is going to be released on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC as well on that day.
1: Yeah, and do, yeah, you do I... mean PC because it's not just Steam,
0: but they're putting on the Windows 10 store. Oh people. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. So it's not on what? So it's not on Steam apparently. No, so it's, it's, it's on Steam. Steam. It's Steam and Windows 10. Oh, I wonder oh, if
1: yeah. it's going to yeah. be. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be Xbox Play anywhere and
0: then. I have to imagine. Yeah. I mean. It, That'd be a weird thing if it wasn't. No,
2: I, I love this game. It's just, yeah. I don't think it's for everybody. You know, Saga games are really hard to recommend for other players. It's like... Yeah. yeah. It, I it, will a... say the
1: fact that they're putting all of these ports in for essentially the Western release makes me feel hopeful that we might actually see um Scarlet Grace come over now.
0: Man, I would love that idea.
2: It's please, really good. Please. It's really good. So all I hear
0: about it is like yeah, it's really good. It's like oh, oh, everyone yeah, says
2: it's like one of the best Saga games ever made. But it's like Hashi has a four star out of five in the wow. Japanese Amazon, and that's pretty hard because everyone nitpicks about everything on the <laughs> Japanese Amazon. Yeah, if yeah. it if it's
1: above three and a half stars on Am- on Amazon Japan, chances are it's a good game. It's a it. game
0: of the year. <laughs> yeah,
2: I will. Yeah, I could say that. <laughs> Um, worth but, yeah, noting at,
1: xenoblade 2 has four stars on amazon japan right now
0: boom there you go <laughs> um yeah that's awesome i love Romantic saga too i have very fond memories of that but like as child mentioned saga games are, are work on a very 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 different fundamental level than like what you're used in final fantasies dragon quest it's very non-linear it doesn't hold your hand it has very awkward mechanics but it's definitely worth giving a shot for sure, though. Yeah. It's just it's one of those weird RPG series that, like, I I love that it continues to
2: exist.
1: It's like, also one of those RPG series where you cannot grind.
2: No, definitely not. Grinding is actually bad for you, technically.
0: <laughs> it, it's like it's a. Like, it's kind of like a. Whenever Adam mentions that like Last Remnant is very a modern take on a saga game, it's de- he's definitely right on uh, right on track of that. Like if you if you played Last Remnant and you liked it, saga games might just be for you.
1: <laughs> Honestly, Last Remnant might as well be a saga spin-off.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's a but it's a not not a port, but it's using the the smartphone version of it. It's not the it's not. Yeah, like you know original... what's hilarious
2: though? It's like they said that this port was like. Was it, they said the Vita version was the best way to play it, but they didn't release the Vita version for the West. So I was like, what yeah. the
0: hell, man? It's, it's okay, man. At least it's coming out on everything next
1: yeah. week. So. I kind of feel yeah, bad, though, because like I was totally going to get it on Vita, but now that the Switch version is coming out, it's like, sorry, Vita. Yeah, I not am going to get it
2: on no, I right? think I'll buy both just to support the franchise. I, I love the series so much. And well, like... do we
1: know what the price is going to be? Is it going to be like 20 bucks? I feel like the yeah. mobile version is 18
0: I don't think they ever announced a really, uh, um the price, I think it's twenty though. I it's mean, like
2: forty bucks. It's like no way. It has to. be uh, but...
0: I think at most it'll be twenty, but they haven't come out with a, a price yet, as far as I can recall. Um, also announced is Stardew Valley is coming to PS Vita next year, um, but due to the constraints of the Vita, uh, the multiplayer update for that won't be coming to it. So, I mean, it's it's still Fair it's fact. still uh, nice. yeah. yeah, exactly. It's still a fucking phenomenal game. Uh, perfect for the Vita, especially for on-the-go kind of. It, it's it's one of those easy games that like you get sucked into and you want to keep on playing. So it's cool that that's coming out to Vita and you know more Vita support for next year as well. Yeah, still has legs.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, it's good to see.
1: Yeah, it's good to see that the Vita is final getting what it, what essentially feels like the last little bits of indie support it's gonna get. Don't mean to be pessimistic, just.
0: The Switch, I mean, the, the, yeah. yeah, we we talked about this, like you know, with the the runaway success of the Switch, like you know, Switch is doing, like uh, it's gonna rob Vita of its market because you yeah. know, if you want your game to sell, you're gonna put it on the Switch these days, not
2: the Vita. Well, uh, technically, there's... I see the Switch as a Vita successor. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's, that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, same here. Like I, I think in the end, like we all benefit from it because you know, there's Switch gets a lot of things uh, right. You know, unfortunately, the shortcomings the Vita couldn't over overcome. But it's in terms of handheld, in, 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 terms, in terms of portability, yeah. I still think that like Vita has the edge in terms of like you know, oh no, obviously that. battery life and like just being able to fit in your pocket.
2: You know what but, really solves a lot of problems? Just having SD card support just makes it a lot better. Uh, yeah. yeah, weird, huh?
0: That's <laughs> crazy how that works. <laughs> How do you tell? You don't want to pay
2: three hundred dollars for like a hundred fifty gigs. You don't oh, even no. get a hundred fifty gigs. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just making up shit. Yeah, yeah hundred bucks for that sixty-four gigs, and I feel I was like, "What the hell did I just spend my money on?"
1: I spent a hundred bucks for a thirty-two gig when the first. Oh. came Yeah, out. I did that
2: too. It's like this is like overpriced piece of shit. You know. Yeah. It never went down in price either. I think it's still that fucking expensive. No, no, it's eighty bucks now. Oh, joy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not going to make it much better. God.
2: Yeah. I just wonder when they're going to make a 128 gig card because my space is all used up. No, nope, you're not going to take out a loan for that.
1: They didn't even bring the 64 gig overseas. Like, I think the only time I've actually seen a 64 gig in person is um, there used to be a GameStop in the mall near my play, near my house. And uh, a lot of Marines would go by that GameStop. And one time, one time only, they had a pre-owned 64 gigabyte Vita memory card.
0: Oh man, pre-owned. That's hype. Yeah, and it was like 120 bucks. <laughs> That's GameStop for you.
2: Holy shit. Yeah, man. you can get that for 90 bucks if you import it.
1: yeah,
2: new too. Yeah. Uh, moving
0: on to PlayStation Experience, and they, they already mentioned that like it's gonna be a more of a low-key event this year, so it's not gonna be any crazy big reveals at the PlayStation Experience. So they kind of sat down with some uh, Sony developers, chatted with them on upcoming projects. Uh, I to don't, understand don't...
1: exactly what the hell that Death Stranding trailer was, and probed Kojima to try and explain it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: that's not yeah. gonna happen. Uh, but uh, they announced that uh, they showed off a new Monster Hunter World trailer, uh, more of like an extended story uh, trailer, a lot of new cutscenes, and uh, also they announced uh, a collaboration with Mega Man. And tell us more about it, James.
1: God, that costume looks so weird compared to the Mega Man costume they had in the previous games.
0: So there's there's like a Palico skin, like Palico's like your like your little buddy, cat buddy that assists yeah. you in quests. There's like a Mega Man skin for him, in there. It's it's kind of. Eight bit. I don't. Wanna, I, I, I don't. Yeah, it's it's like kind of like a three D but eight bit. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna get to Minecraft. It looks like a Minecraft rendition of Mega Man, <laughs> outfitted on your Palico on it.
1: it. It looks really creepy. And then apparently, if your Palico is wearing that outfit, it'll change the uh battle music to certain stage themes from Mega Man games.
0: I'm always going to have it then. That that if that's the case. Yeah, that's and 100
1: theme based off of which weapon you're using.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: So apparently like if you use the great sword you have uh Wily's castle theme from What the fuck?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. That's a cool collaboration with Mega Man. Speaking of Mega Man, they also announced Mega Man 11 earlier uh, earlier on this week as well. For, um, or Xbox this... <laughs> One, for
1: PC. They're
0: nothing, yeah. guys. Wait, no. So it's coming to PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC. PS- so it's all, all four of them, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then also they also announced um, the Mega Man 1 and 2 Legacy Collection coming to Switch next year. And also, uh, all seven or no eight Mega Man X games coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. They haven't said if it's like a bundle or anything, but uh, they'll be released in some form, re-released in some form, uh, all next year. So that's a Mega Man tidbit that we ought to plug in
2: <laughs> with the Monster Hunter World thing. Um, Would you, Mega if... Man? I was just gonna oh. say, would you be excited for a fat Mega Man costume that they had? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, if they if they put like an old man Mega Man costume on your Palico in Monster Hunter World, I'd be I'd use that instead. Yeah, I honestly,
1: I the that. Palico costume I'm probably gonna use is um, the uh, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn Palico costume. Oh yeah, that's makes right, your yeah, that's feet, which makes your Palico look like one of the machines, which is really oh. legit. That's cool. Yeah.
0: And that's oh yeah, and there's also the new Valkyria Chronicles Four info. Uh, they showed off some of the villains. Kite wrote up uh, a translation for it on our site. This is what we cut
1: five minutes out of the
0: podcast, and Zach wasn't here. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just kind of <laughs> pretend that he's here. But it's uh, we got to know uh, the new like poster of Valkyria, like the Salveria Salveria equivalent. Uh, her name's Clymeria uh she's like the blizzard witch and then like the all the all the other uh characters they revealed were villains part of this new like xo squad going against your uh force they also showed off uh, a new grenadier class uh on top of you know like the usual scouts and i forgot all the other snipers what other ones were there in there Uh, like the lancers like to take out the tanks um so that looks cool, and they also started, showed off the a new gameplay uh, system, the the Brave mechanic in Valkyria Chronicles 4, uh, where um, you know, like in the first original Valkyria Chronicles, if you if an ally falls in battle, and if you let them, if you leave them there, they'll be out of the game permanently. You can't revive them, they're dead. Oh, uh, so it is the,
1: permadeath this time, huh?
2: I, I think no, it is. There's I think... permadeath in the original, too. Yeah, there, there's, there's, no, there's
1: permadeath. No, I know there was permadeath in the original, but I if I remember correctly, that was actually changed in the two PSP games.
0: I, I, I think I think it was still in two. I don't know if it was in three. I try, I'm trying to remember if it was in three, but the, definitely first one still had it. I think they're gonna stop permanent death uh, here. Uh, but like you, when when your character like is in a dying state in this one, um, Kite mentions in his translation that you can make a choice of either like entrusting like a, a command point. Uh, so it replenishes a command point, uh, and it also raises the stats of nearby allies. Or they can use the stand up um, option, which gives an extra attack point, and also makes that character invincible for a single movement period. And I don't know if that like if that gets them it's just a second win, and then they like die again, or whatnot. But it, it seems uh, from what I'm getting out of it, it seems like uh, a system that like might be happening more often, or so might be more aggressive, like enemy layouts. And more intricate ones and whatnot you can't just scout rush all over the place like the first one um hopefully not though that was funny in itself <laughs> <laughs> um but that's cool i mean the uh, just more uh refinements to the classic valkyria chronicles gameplay uh always welcome this seems to be a, a really true successor to that first one i'm i'm so glad that like this is actually a thing right they're talking about *Valkyria chronicles 4 and it's actually like a real *Valkyria chronicles game on a big screen
2: the third one's a good game too but it's a good game
0: but okay so here's my beef for the third one okay the third one like is a return to form in the sense like it's not in high school but what really ticks me off about the third one is like the 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 oversized weapon fetish it has like everyone's like Holding like gigantic swords and hammers and I, turnpikes I, and all that. I know, it, it, so, it's but... it's it's just basically like it's like if you if you if you got a Dynasty Warriors game and you took all those weapons and you, you increased them by three times the original size and that's like most of our *Korea Chronicles* 3 like squad right there. It's cool. It looks anime as fuck. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed my time of that game, but it is. I would not say that was a return to form to one, but it was uh, It was not two, which made it better than
2: a two there. Uh, like, I don't know what's the whole Japanese obsession with the high school setting. It's like... I
0: yeah, that's, that's what sells for a target market there, so I mean... I'm just glad that four is not. It, it didn't take it further with the oversized weapons thing. It's more like, oh, they actually have like assault rifles, and they, or, or like basic rifles. I mean, it actually looks like you know the arsenal from one, instead of hey, look, I have like three Buster swords on my dude on my waist at once right now. <laughs> Fuck yeah.
1: So the impression I'm getting is it feels like a return to form for you so far.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it even got the same graphics too. It's like it looks like. They got the canvas engine down again,
0: and that's how they're marketing it. Marketing it, it's like, hey, okay, I know that like you didn't like Revolution, we didn't, okay, but it's definitely not Revolution, and you, everyone seems to like one for some reason. So okay, here, here you go, here's one again. Everyone's like, fuck yes, finally, it's one, but with snow levels, hell yeah. <laughs> but no, th- I mean, I, I say that, but it's uh, it looks. It, it it's a it's a, it's actually like a natural evolution of it it's a natural progression of like the ideas laid forth by one,
2: I, which is more of actually what I wanted I would as a, as say resolution is more like or res- is more like a game that has no identity it doesn't know what the hell it wants to be
0: mm-hmm. and that, that's what valkyria felt like for the past few years <laughs> it's like it didn't it even it even meant the so far that it's like oh maybe we should just start a new valkyria series <laughs> it's like no, maybe not uh but I I think that about wraps up the news and everything this week. Anything I'm missing? Mm, Nothing, right? Not really. Okay, yeah, cool. So next week, uh we won't have the usual TetraCast episode. We're gonna be locked up in a virtual room. Uh our boss is gonna get the key, he's gonna swallow it, and he's gonna be like, Hey, we're we're gonna stay in this room until we find our games of the year and it's yeah, gonna be that's, glorious. It's gonna be great. Help us. So So you'll see that up uh, during the holiday season, um, usually at the last week of December. And yeah, and you'll find out what RPG sites, games of the year are. And there's also, um, we also have the reader's choice uh, poll for what your games of the year are. Uh, You know, and we usually have an article for that, like saying like, what did everyone vote for? We'll break it down and like, what came close was third and fourth place. So if if you really feel strongly about Persona 5 or Horizon or Nier, or Mass Effect Andromeda, or Breath of the Wild, and all those other games. Uh, we have it up on our Twitter. Uh, we have it up on our Discord. Um, the, the the link to that, uh, you can vote multiple times, like for different games. If you feel strongly equally for other games, so yeah, go vote. Reader's choice. You can find us on uh, on our site on RPGsite.net. You can find us on Twitter at RPGsite, where Zach is at PlayStation Experience tweeting his ass off. About everything you're seeing, I, there's actually a lot of like neat little booths at PlayStation Experience this year. They have like uh, like the Shadow of the Colossus one. They have like a little like thing where you actually climb up physical colossus to like stick the sword in. So that's pretty cool. They have uh, you can visit our Facebook page over at facebook.com/rpgsitenet, our YouTube over at youtube.com/rpgsitenet. You can search it up, search us up on Tetra, uh, iTunes or your favorite uh, podcast app on uh, Android just by searching TetraCast. Our official link for Discord is discord.me slash RPG site, where we have a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 room. We have a new Game of the Year 2017 room. So if you feel really strongly about a game and you want to make your list, let us know on that channel. Uh, And also, uh, there are Twitter handles. James, where can we find you at Twitter?
1: You can find me at thesweet, T-H-E-S-W-W-E-E-T.
0: And Chow, you don't have a Twitter, I don't think. I don't have a Twitter. I okay, just... good. You're still, you're still, you're still fighting the good fight out there. <laughs> the, the actual correct answer, and you can find me over at HD Curran, H D K I R I N, and that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Tetra Cats.